What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the best moves that Acme, aka Eversley, have made in their tenure running the Chicago Bulls. We're going to get into all that and some more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, hey, welcome to the show. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bulls Central. One of the things that that generated this, and we'll, we'll talk about it overall, but Larry Marketing had a big game over in Eurobasket, a huge game. And of course, that made me kind of re just think about Larry Marketing, the trade that went down, things like that. But took that a little bit further. And like, I want to talk about some of the best moves that Acme has made in their tenure of running the Chicago Bulls. But we're going to do a follow-up video to this. I'm also going to do the worst moves that they've made so far, but I want to hear from you guys down below on what do you guys think are some of the worst moves by Acme in their tenure of running the Chicago Bulls. So sound off on that down below. Make sure you sound off on the deals that we're going to talk about as well here. And so we're going to start that. First of all, I want to start here. Io DeSumo. Drafting Io DeSumo with a second round pick has got to be one of the best moves that the Chicago Bulls have made, especially when you look at now the, what's going on with Lonzo Ball. The injury, some people have doubt on whether he's always going to be a player that deals with injuries and having now that built-in insurance. I do think, though, and this may wind up on the list of worst moves as well, is that they did have a little bit of short-sightedness not offering him the three-year uh, deal as a second-round pick because, well, you know, it's going to play some dividends into, you know, how Ayo Desumu and re-signing him may be difficult. And we may actually go ahead and talk about some of that now. But with that being said, I think that drafting Ayo Desumu, who's clearly a first-round talent as of this point, the Bulls get a, Acme does get a lot of, should get a lot of credit for that. Now, some should, could say that it took other teams also overlooking it and, ju and just like overlooking Ayo Sumo completely into where he fell, where he did in the, in the draft. But the fact that the Bulls did draft him, the fact that, you know, even Acme, they, they did the typical thing that happens with most front offices that they do and that's saying, oh, well, we didn't even expect him to be here. The fact that we got him in the second round, but then they, not only did they draft him and bring in that talent. They then empowered him. Yes, a lot of that was up to Ayo Sumu and him showing that he had that defensive caliber that got him on the court early in the season. But the fact that coaching staff also put him on the court, trusted him, and then allowed that role to naturally grow and develop over the course of the season to where by the time Lonzo Ball went down and was out for the season, Ayo Sumu was naturally ready to step in and be that starting point guard. And the average that he averaged almost 11 points per game as a starter, um, uh, all those type of things. It shows a lot of, of confidence in not only their, their drafting team, right, their scouting team, but also empowering that young player. And that goes to the coaching staff and, and the front office to actually him to get a role early into the season. So I think that's the best move that the Chicago Bulls have made, one of, one of the best moves that they have made so far. And another one that I do want to talk about is getting Lonzo Ball in a sign-and-trade. For Thomas Sadoransky and Gary and Tipple, I think sometimes as Bulls fans, we think, well, the rumors were already there for Lonzo and the Bulls. And yes, that was true. But the fact that they made a sign-and-trade happen for Lonzo Ball with players that weren't factored into our long-term, like, look at Garen Temple. Yes, he played and had some key defensive moments and was a veteran for this team during the time where the team wasn't that good. And Thomas Sadoransky, Tomas Sadoransky, I always call him Thomas, Tomas Sadoransky, while, you know, when we signed him, it, it was looked at as like, hey, this is a pretty good signer for the Chicago Bulls. It never really quite turned into that on the court for the Chicago Bulls. So they really took two pieces that really weren't a lot, right? And they were able to move that to bring in their starting point guard who, yes, 
did suffer some injury issues. Well, not some, a major injury issue that we're still dealing with to this point. But while he was on the court was everything advertised that we wanted and needed from a point guard next to uh, Zach Levine. And as the, as we said before, and as you know, continues to be, this team is building around Zach Levine. And you bring in a point guard, to, uh, to a backcourt mate to play next to him. That is just everything that you want in a backcourt mate next to Zach Levine. The next one up, it got to be Thad Young for end picks for DeMar DeRozan. Now, some could say that the Bulls gave up a little bit too much as far as, 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 far as the picks. Like, you gave up a first-round pick for an aging superstar. I completely understand that. But the fact that, you know, one could say that the market for, for DeMar DeRozan maybe had not been what he, even he expected. You know, the, the uh, Los Angeles teams passed on him. Did they overpay for DeMar DeRozan? You know, did they offer him more than what they 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 may pr probably could have got away with offering him considering the market? Maybe. But you still sent away pieces. And Thad Young, who was a key piece of this Bulls, but he was not going to have the impact that DeMar DeRozan had. Now, they did try to work in the Laurie marketing sign and trade as part of that, but Laurie did not accept the offer sheet that the San Antonio Spurs had for him. So using the best thing that they had next was Thad Young, a player who, while was important to the team, while was the best friend of Zach Levine, while was important veteran piece, you still went out and got him and only gave up one first round pick and two second round picks for a player that came in and had their best statistical season as a Chicago Bull this late in their career. That what DeMar has meant to this organization, like I said before, too, that first round pick that you have to that you had to give up for that, it almost pays dividend. You almost offset that because you got a first round talent in Io DeSumo. And then the mentorship that DeMar DeRozan has, the work ethic that he's teaching these young players. It's going to be something that's felt on this organization for years after DeMar DeRozan hangs it up and is no longer a Chicago Bull. And because of that, I look at that as being worth the first overall, the, not first overall, no, no, not that, but the first round pick that we gave into that. And then especially considering that that first round pick is coming up this season and hopefully the Chicago Bulls are a playoff team to where that's a low first round pick. And not, while well, yes, there's a lot of, hell, we found talent in the second round. While there is talent to find around that area, what DeMar DeRozan is teaching these young players, how he's changed the, the work ethic and the, the culture here in Chicago, I think that that's worth it. Now, the two second round picks, that is a lot of draft capital, especially when you look at what AK and Eversley have and can do, especially AK over in Denver, what he's done with second round picks. It's an argument to be made that maybe that paired with the contract that they gave up a little too much. But I still look at this as this still one of the this reason is third on this list and not number one, that it's still worth it in the long run, especially when you look at mentor and Dalen Terry, mentor and Patrick Williams, already mentor and Io DeSumo. If Patrick Williams comes into the season and has a huge leap that a lot of Bulls fans are hoping and expecting to see from Patrick Williams, that you have to give a large part of that, yes, to Patrick Williams himself, but also DeMar's mentorship, taking him under his wing this summer, really teaching Patrick Williams some things. And like I said, as long as DeMar is in this organization and continuing to mentor those young players, teaching them the work ethic that he learned from Kobe Bryant, it's going to pay off in the long run. And I do think that ultimately it was worth it more than not, even considering the draft capital you did have to give up in, in DeMar DeRozan. The Thad Young piece, considering Thad Young went to teams that, both, that neither one of those teams that he went to last season really quite used him to that effect. I look at it, yeah, in hindsight, with Patrick Williams getting hurt, it would have been nice to have Thad Young to be able to step in and fill in with that. But you know what? It kind of is what it is. Now, I did talk about in this, the fact that the Bulls originally tried to work the Laurie Marketing sign and trade into this deal that probably would have kept us from having to give up a first-round pick. But Laurie Marketing did not accept 
the offer sheet from the San Antonio Spurs. And considering that, you have to also consider the Laurie marketing deal is one of the best moves by AK and Eversley considering. At that time, Laurie could have signed with whatever team he wanted to sign with. He did not have to work out a sign and trade. We, it, it, the writing was on the wall that he was not going to come back to the Chicago Bulls, that he did not see his future here, and that he wanted to change the scenery. But the fact that they were able to work that in for a player that could have went anywhere in the league that they wanted, he could have accepted a shorter-term contract with any team that he wanted, but the Bulls were able to work that into a sign-and-trade with Cleveland and Portland to not only bring in a first-round pick, but then to bring in a player like Derrick Jones Jr., who, while it seemed like he may have fallen out of favor with the Chicago Bulls coaching staff towards the end of that season, it may have been because of injury, whatever else, but at a point in time, the chemistry that he built up with Io and Lonzo Ball, the fact that Derrick Jones Jr. played backup center and was quite effective in his time before his injury in that, but we also got a first-round pick from Portland. Now, the story to this is still yet to be written. If that first-round pick does not convey this season, that's when you start to start looking at this deal and like, all right, what did they really get back? But if we do get that first-round pick, again, it will only come if Portland makes the playoffs. If the Bulls also make the playoffs, that offsets the first-round pick that we gave up in the DeMar DeRozan deal. And I do think that this is a smarter move made by the Bulls' front office because you get that first-round capital back and you get comparable capital, right? If the Bulls would have worked Laurie Marketing into that sign and trade with the San Antonio Spurs, we probably wouldn't have got to give up a first round pick. Two seconds were probably going to be part of the pick, the deal anyway. But at that point in time, you would have not had to give up a first round pick. So if you end up getting a first round pick back to, to offset and be around where your own first round pick would have been at, it kind of washes that board clean. And you bring in a talent in Derrick Jones Jr. as well who the Bulls did see enough in to still re-sign and to bring back this season. So I'm looking at that as a positive move as well by Acme and this Bulls front office into just the foresight that went into it. That's the I think sometimes when you look at these deals in silos, you don't always understand how the Lego pieces fit together per se. But when you look at this, paired that with the DeMar DeRozan deal, and you kind of look at that as kind of all part of a larger plan, you kind of start seeing the... I won't necessarily call it genius, but you start seeing the foresight that that Acme had in the way that they executed these two deals to kind of one offset it, what they had to give up in the DeMar DeRozan deal. So when really looking at that as a, as a larger deal, that are things that I do think as well that we have to look at and say, hey, this front office is smart. It's intelligent. It's 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 poignant in the way that they move and in the way that they structure these deals, because, yeah, they've given up they've given up quite a bit of first round capital. And, you know, the Nikola Vucevic trade, I will say, even though I am high on Vooch, it will be on the list that we do tomorrow of, of worse deals. It'll probably be lower on the list only because of the, the two first-round picks. And one of those turned being Franz Wagner, a player that we could use. But I still do like Vucevic on this team. But you, you, you start seeing some things. But in this deal, I'm, I'm giving away content for tomorrow. But in this, in this deal, like I said, looking at these two deals as part of one larger deal, you start seeing, hey, this front office was very poignant in the way that they move. But let me know down below, out of this list, what do you think was the best move made by Acme? Do you think that there's another move that should be on this list that we did not talk about? And like I said before, make sure you sound off. And what do you think were some of the most, the, the worst deals or miscalculations by the Bulls front office since they took over this team? I'll tell you one right now, giving Denzel Valentine a qualifying offer and bringing him back briefly, I'm going to tell you that's going to be on the list as well. But let me know what you guys think on that one. Down below, make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Last, if you want to leave a text and a voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys.
piece. And see, and the Bears won yesterday and the Packers lost. It's been a good time in Chicagoland as we lead into training camp. But I love you guys, man. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.